Saturday morning, Tuesdays, doing another special. I'm yeah. Andy. I'm Austin. Hey, it's Rory. And we got a special extra friend today. Hey, buddy. Hey, everybody. I'm Nathan Cox. <laughs> we like Nathan a lot. Uh, he's he's collabed, collabed. Is that a word? He's collabed with us before mm-hmm. on some some audio projects, uh, and and we we we're really glad to have him back. But we're also very sorry to uh, have subjected him to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show, Nathan. And thank you. We did a special this this uh, this time around on a beautiful show called Kid Video. Yeah. Uh, Rory, this was your suggestion. You want to sort of describe what we're doing here? <laughs> All right, show yeah. Is. So uh, we'd kind of, you know, sort of been working ourselves up to a high where we'd been, you know, recommending shows we loved and uh, and taking those recommendations in stride, uh, or at least hoping to to really positively engage with the material. So <laughs> I thought I thought for this special, um, you know, to sort of explore another facet of what we love about cartoons uh especially the older ones which was their uh rich ability to fail (laughs) (laughs) Um, the ceiling is high for failure yeah and this one is a spectacular mess that i was hoping would make for a uh engaging conversation yeah i think a lot Mm. of us had already seen the intro yeah the intro is is already yeah i I had also seen the intro because of going to house parties with you guys <laughs> and having those times where it gets to that point in the night and all you <laughs> do is show intro out. songs yeah. to I'll, different I'll Saturday morning cartoons. He means a normal house party <laughs> that me and Austin and Andy just start playing cartoon theme songs. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. And, and whoever stays... Yeah, it's like the time when people start then checking their watch and coming up with an excuse <laughs> to leave. Um, and then yeah, we're and the just people... pulling up Jason the Wheeled Warriors and like banging. Yeah, whoever stays is our true friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of the way it goes. But so something about so kid video is kind of a musical journey, if you will. Mm. Uh, yeah. Also, mm. Nathan is a DJ. I'll have you know he's also available to do uh, bookings if you're interested. But uh, he so he does have some musical cred. So it's true. I'd like to pretend that's one reason we brought him on, uh, and also, we can retcon <laughs> that that was the reason. But this the show was born, uh, if you will, a month after I was. Oh wow! So it is oh. basically the same age as I am. That's Ooh. exciting. Yeah, September 1984. I'm August 1984, which Damn. is also about when MTV started, yeah. which uh, plays heavily it does. into this show. Yeah. 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 So the the kind of structure of the show, right? So if you've watched, if you've ever seen the intro, and okay, so we talk about like, oh, you can watch along with the shows that we watch. We don't actually need you to necessarily commit to watching this show and the episodes we watched, but you might want watch, to watch the intro. Yeah, it's, you'll get an idea. 
It's great. So it's like, so it's these, uh, these four kids, they have a band and they get sucked into the flip side, which is basically just, they get turned into cartoons and get brought into a crazy cartoon world. Uh, but the whole episode is this big zany thing, but there will always be like somewhere in the middle, like an action sequence that's like underscored by a pop song or a cover of a major pop song at the time. And then the outro will always be the kids from the show doing like either an original song or a cover of a song, and they like at least partially perform it. So it's and definitely a full, like a like musical live show. action and music. Video. Yeah, to be clear, yeah. yeah, yeah, it goes back to mm-hmm. live action for the. <laughs> yeah, uh, so so yeah, it was. I mean, you can't really call it like MTV Junior, but it definitely was sort of feeling the same vibe, right? I mean, like. Yeah. It was definitely clearly trying to fill a market that MTV was having trouble hitting. You know, like, yeah. oh, y- young why children, kids under twelve watching this, right? Well, and I think <laughs> or, I, I will bet you anything that Kid Video was pitched as MTV for kids, as this sort of yeah. like child's guide to okay, parents, uh, your kids are too young to watch Prince, you know, uh, jacking off the guitar, <laughs> yeah. right? But here's our like curated jukebox guide to like you know, what's hip right now. Uh, <laughs> and so I think what was probably, and then it'll be like a little animated, you know, stuff in between music videos. And I think this, it kind of you know, evolved. That's my yeah. guess. It's really easy for me to say now that kids probably weren't super into Billy Joel back then, <laughs> but maybe they were. And I'm just too young to realize it. <laughs> I was yeah. really surprised when Billy showed up on the screen in that one episode mm-hmm. that we watched. I, I was. I was too. That yeah. was great. I mean, like, yeah. I, I kind of got, like, okay, Janet Jackson, because, yeah, she's in there too. Uh, but, like, Bi- mm-hmm. Billy, I don't know. Um, okay, Bad so, so uh, really quick, if you want to know which episodes we watched, we, uh, we decided to go with uh, just picking some random ones out of the middle, because we figured that no kid in the universe would ever have watched this show in order. So. We picked episode... And the episode descriptions lack any kind of logical, uh, you know, through line, so... It's complete madness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's absolute madness. So we watched episode 6, Cienega. We watched episode 19, Star Maker. And we watched episode 20, Nara Takes a Powder. Uh, I'll have you know, I will have you know that the way that we pick these episodes for the special is we look at the list and we all just select the ones that have the funniest titles or the best descriptions. Uh, Which, good to know. You know, might not necessarily wind up with the best episodes because sometimes the things that sound the funniest don't end up being the actual most entertaining. Yeah. You know, where it sort of gets all the silly out in the... Just in the concept? In the, in the, in the, yeah, exactly, in the premise. It's possible that we just accidentally selected ourselves out of the good content, but I'm willing <laughs> yeah. to bet that that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not every episode is going to have a hairdryer monster, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if we were only so lucky. Yeah. Oh, um, man. So here, another thing is that before we actually start with the three episodes, I watched the pilot. Well, not the pilot, but episode one. The pilot mm-hmm. is, I guess, unavailable. Yeah. And I assume that probably explains some of the chronology. I don't, I doubt it. I don't know. But I mean, they, they aired the pilot a week before the first episode. So I think it yeah. did air on TV, but you can't find it online, or at least I could not. And I'm yeah. real good at Googling. Yeah. So, so I did watch uh, episode <clears throat> one to beat the band. And uh, I, I got to say, that one was pretty good. Uh, so the first episode, basically, the entire plot revolved around 
Lionel Richie being kidnapped by the villain Master Blaster. Uh, and they know that because they hear his flying ship. The kids are just hanging out uh, over some weird checkerboard backgrounds uh, because the animation team was too lazy, I guess, to really draw much of anything in this show, uh, at least in season one. Um, and they see like Master Blaster's flying castle and they overhear all night long by Lionel Richie playing. <laughs> Which is being played by the copycats, by these these cats, these wacky cats. His henchmen slash his henchmen. Uh, yeah, slash uh, whatever you call them, music musical proteges. Right, yeah. except they can't actually play music. They just sort of like, or hench. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> they suck up like captured talent, and then they play it out of their instrument. So in this case, they were literally just playing a recording of Lionel Richie's all night long. So uh, Lionel, Lionel Richie does not make an appearance no, in the first episode? No, he doesn't. So here's what, here's oh, okay. their version. So they go up into a tower. They did, There is a line about, wow, that they must have Lionel Richie kidnapped in their ship. <laughs> and so they, they wind up in the ship and there's this glowing orb, pink orb that's surrounded by tubes. And they walk up to the, to the orb and peer inside. They say, whoa, what's trapped inside? And then it literally just plays about a minute and a half of Lionel Richie's music video for all night long. <laughs> Which would not be the first or the last time this happens. Or no. This structure. And, right. And then they zoom out and they're like, wow, we got to, you know, fix that. So later at the end of the episode, uh, they shatter the orb. And then that's the last of We don't actually see Lionel Richie go, hey, guys, thanks a lot for saving me or anything like that. It's <laughs> just, you know. Um, but uh, wow. also another plot element involved showing up in Electric City where a literal plot element is they have to walk down to Electric Avenue and then take it higher, which is a song, which is (laughs) we got to walk down to Electric Avenue and then we take it higher. Like They're literally like, wow, well, we've walked down to Electric Avenue. Now we have to take it higher. Beautiful. Uh, Which, you know, actually made more sense um, than a lot of the other episodes. Yeah. Uh, The... And what we'll see moving forward is the songs lose a lot more connection to the plot. Yes. Mm. And they sort you of don't say, yeah, the songs <laughs> just sort of show up. And I think what I was reading is that, uh, it became a rights issue. So as far as broadcasting the show in other places, uh, they music would have to get changed based on, you know, cause like yeah. they wanted to like play it in, Bolivia or whatever, and they can't get the rights to Billie Jean or, or uh, Beat It or something, and so it just gets replaced with other audio. So instead of a- actual plot points revolving around the, the copyright of the song, you know, they I think they had to sort of shift and uh, go for a lot more generic stuff and not really suggest, like, what song is being played. Which yeah, also yeah. makes sense because something I noticed was that whenever they go to one of the animated music video sequences, the animated sequences convert to about two frames per second of animation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which works because then nothing has to be timed to any sort of tempo. For example, in the first one, they introduce water spiders, which oh play God. no part in the entire episode, except for all of a sudden the water spiders go into a really terrible footloose sequence. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So let's, yeah. So let's jump into uh, episode six, Sienega. Yeah. So I gotta, I gotta blurb. So in, in as much as any of this show makes any sort of sense, uh, we're going to try, we're going to try and make it make sense. So here's the blurb. Uh, 
actually really really quick here's the names of the kids right so we've got kid video is the main guy uh which is got, both the band and him yeah you really, will not uh, know what's what's being referred to no never so we got kid we've got carla we've got ash and we've got wiz uh I guess Wiz is his real name. They never call him anything else. So, <laughs> uh, so the fun fact about Wiz, really quick, uh, that actor is actually is Robbie Rist, who is the most famous of all of those. He yes. played. Cu- That's not Rory. Cu- no, it is not Rory. <laughs> no, it's actually cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. Yeah, which is uh, great. I was sure it was Rory. <laughs> it does. It does. Let's Y'all be honest. Taking shots. It does. He <laughs> does look a little like Rory. I'm not gonna lie, but not Did in anybody look much, up uh, the other actors. Yeah, I got some. Yeah, they're they much got more. You're much uh, more handsome man, Rory. Yeah. you're a much more handsome man. Yeah, you're more handsome. I sort of thought the guy, the guy who plays Kid, would have uh, had some sort of trailing career after that, but he does not. He is no. he's a ghost. Yeah, he's got some stage charisma. Yeah, uh, Robin Rist was also the uh, voice of Michelangelo in the first movie. Oh Ooh. shit! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he uh I, I remember reading that. I forgot about that. He also uh I like that we all looked up cuz we were fascinated by Robbie Rist. Right. Uh, he, he, <laughs> he also he also helped write music for Sharknado. Mhm. Which, you know, at least he's still around doing stuff. And he was in Final Fantasy 10. <laughs> cool. So cool. Uh, so was he uh, Titus? No, no, he played like Waka's friend. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's still, he's still, well, you know, before, before Austin jumps in with any more fun facts, I do want to read the yeah. blurb. Let's uh, do it. Wiz eats the fruit of the deadly laughing bush and contracts a contagious and fatal laughing disease. Now the whole gang has to go on a mission to dismal swamp to find the dingling tree, which is the only known <laughs> cure. They, they meet Sienega, the swamp monster who offers her help. Can the kids get past her ugliness, or will judgment cause them to laugh to death? Uh, that is the blurb for this episode. Uh, it is, I mean, it leaves out a lot, but it really, it describes the only things that make sense in the episode, that's for sure. Um, mm. So, yeah. so yeah, the whole the whole thing gets set off because Wiz, Wiz like, gets separated from the group because he's going to find a ball because they're playing some weird fucking game of the ball. And this freaky tree plant man gives him some creepy apples and he eats one and then he can't well, stop laughing. First, he denies the 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 bush when the yeah. bush deliver and the, and the bush says, don't run off. I'm a happy bush. Which <laughs> <laughs> is the most kidnappy thing a bush could possibly say. <laughs> so true. I don't yeah. I don't know. That was really I mean, that bush never comes back. It's never a plot element. It's just it was just the way that they could no, get them to start the, laughing. It, the the yeah, the, the bush was was just a guy in a van. I mean it wasn't it was a thing that happened, but that was the sort of stand in like mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's a morality play here. Like this guy Yeah. Yes. I have morality play in my notes. <laughs> uh, For sure. And he's like, the Bush is a serial killer. Yeah. Like, how many kids or whoever has he done this to, knowing full well that they will laugh until they die? Yeah, yeah. that's death. That's death voiced by, like, an Ed Wynn kind of, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. It was, really, it was really uncomfortable. But also, the the guy who I, we just said his name, Robbie, uh, playing Wiz, he... He does a really pretty bad job of talking while laughing. It's uh, it's not great voice acting. 
<laughs> yeah. He's he's uh, <laughs> he just he can't <laughs> I don't know. It was really it was really odd and actually made it a little creepier for me. Um, yeah, I mean Screech isn't much better, but uh, <laughs> can, can I mention that when he eats the berry, the berry has a mouth the size of his own mouth. Yes. Oh. So <laughs> when he put it to his face, I was like, is the berry now going to eat his head? <laughs> like, how did he fit it inside? Did they just make out for a second? Yeah. It, uh, uh, everything is a, I don't know, not everything. Cause there's, there's plot elements in one of these episodes about turning inanimate things animate, but it does seem like a mm. lot of weird things have mouths and eyes and are alive in this yeah, world. In the, in the it's flip very side. Selective. Yeah. The flip side is, is again, like in Digimon, like the digital world, very like vague, doesn't really yeah, rules. Yeah, I mean, it kind of <laughs> does whatever it needs to do per sure. episode, but yeah, yeah. you kind of never get a really solid understanding of how this place works. Yeah, and no. and everything looks. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Roger Dean. Um, he did a lot of old, like trippy 80s 70s 80s cover art for albums and stuff he did a lot of the stuff for yes uh, oh, i don't know if, okay. you, if you've ever seen that album fragile uh with like the the globe with the big tree on top and the you know etc cetera, etc cetera. it's all weird and trippy artwork they obviously like based the flip side off of all of his stuff because yeah, but, you know but it's weird architecture all over the place and and yeah like, you know it's not to say that the art is good oh no no, 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 <laughs> it just, it's just, it's taking cues off the sort of trippy music video thing that was going on at the time. Right. I and mean, there's, there's some weird early eighties music videos. I'm sure that you know that, but you know, I mean, if you've <laughs> ever watched a Genesis music, music video, um, yeah, but the world is very strange. And so something else that we should mention just in terms of understanding this show in general, right? So like these kids, it's the, it's the four of the kids They've got this little fairy friend named Glitter, uh, and who she's gets super who is literally, literally a manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> yeah, she gets yeah. Uh, true. Yeah, she's and she's a little oversexualized for her size. Yeah, the whole the whole sneezing thing also is just like, oh, th this is so clearly a cocaine thing oh. uh, <laughs> that yeah. she's sneezing coke. because she's doing tons of coke. Yeah, uh, and, it's pixie and dust. I mean, the whole thing is definitely drug fueled in one way or another. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, to create this art and to write these episodes and to come up with the ideas that they do. Uh and so for me, I was like, ah, this is a nod to the adults that this is a fairy with a cocaine problem. Right. <laughs> well, and and her uh, her voice actress is uh, Kathy Cavadini, who was later uh, Blossom in Powerpuff Girls. And, oh, wow. Uh, so she's she's one of the I would say the biggest success out of this whole show uh, in terms of staying in the business and, and continuing to do work, even though she was glitter in kid video. God, uh, you know, in spite of. Um, so they've got this, this fairy, uh, in later episodes, there's like this robot called Toolbot, who's like this, I don't know, it doesn't even matter. Uh, but then they're constantly being chased or, or antagonized by this evil, like record company executive named, uh, Master Blaster. Yep. Uh, it's really, it's really vague what's going on with him. He's, he is always uh, sitting in a, like a souped up floating office chair. Well, yeah, which is, I mean, that's him being, that's the the sort of Baron Harkonnen character. Mm -hmm. um, 
Like anytime you see a, a floating fat guy in some kind of some kind of <laughs> magic space chair, that's kind of what they're doing. Mm. Uh, uh, Rory, which Rory has uh, has read Dune. I have yeah, it's sort of one of my characters <laughs> that I've read Dune. But it is like a pretty overused like like uh, archetype, right? Like of of the one thing yeah. from Dune to sort of break into pop culture would be flying fat villain in space chair. <laughs> uh, also, it's real weird that, like, I did not watch the pilot uh, as Austin did, but in the very, like, in the intro to every single thing, he always says, like, I'm kidnapping you and taking you to the flip side to make you my slaves. Yeah. And then that doesn't seem to ever really follow in any of the other episodes. No, he no, usually seems not. to be wanting to either, like, kill Kid Video or stop him from making music. Yeah. When initially it seemed like he wanted to kidnap him to make him perform music as him because he's like a record executive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that kind of... But then none of that really continues. No, it doesn't I had, really I had a hard time placing the sort of, um, I guess, the intent of the show in, in the sense that, that we've got this Master Blaster who is a who's a villainous record producer. Um, but with the music that they have that, that, that made it onto the show, I assume that there's some sort of positive relationship with the record company, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I was yeah, un- they I got was some un- good gets. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm like, I I don't know if I should bring this up or not, but I'm pretty sure that Master Blaster is kind of an anti-Semitic character. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could see that. I mean, well, I, yeah, the way that they present him and with like the hair and he and in one of the episodes we watched, like he takes a schwitz, uh, and it just came across that way yeah, to me as like, that's like the archetype for like the record exec. Right. Yeah. The wrinkle, the wrinkle in that is that this show is pretty much entirely part and parcel created by, uh, Haim Saban and, uh, Shooky Levy. Yeah. I don't remember um, how to say that. And this, like th- it was like partially produced th- in Israel and like, it had a vinyl come out in Israel. Like, so it, it's actually the like kids a huge... toured in Israel. Yeah. Um, huh. So, I you know maybe not yeah maybe maybe not <laughs> or or maybe they're they're rolling in their own archetypes and just being like yeah hey, let's play it, with it kind of wouldn't fun. be the first time you know you got like Mel Brooks uh, as mm-hmm. you know will often do a sort of caricature of himself mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it, it's very odd because also I mean the whole point about not the whole point but Master Blaster his name that the only way I know Master Blaster is in reference to reggae oh right? I was gonna say Thunderdome. Well, uh, in Master, Mad Max Beyond well, and Thunderdome, there's professional wrestlers. There's a professional wrestler duo called Master Blaster. Like it's used a, and like several songs are named Master Blaster. But right, it's, it's a Stevie it's, Wonder song. Like yeah. it comes up a lot. Stevie have a Wonder question, reggae. Song. Nathan, uh, for this wrestling duo, is one of them Master and one of them Blaster? Uh, I or, don't think so because then when they split, one of them just took the entire. Uh, name what? and uh, the wrestler when the duo split just became master blaster the wrestler okay um weird i don't have a really deep knowledge of wrestling <laughs> but i actually looked up master blaster on wikipedia in general because i was like where do i know that 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 name or that title from and oh, it's the first thing was through history was, <laughs> evidently from about like stevie wonder forward it right. just became everywhere yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. So that's also confusing. There's no ex- explanation for why he's called Master Blaster. It's a very no, no. Right. I don't know. Nothing is clear in this show. They don't explain anything and they kind of relish in not explaining it. But um, he d- in also, this episode he does have the line, "I must find some music to steal." Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So so here's the thing, Nathan, that I was realizing. 
uh, in the intro, he wants to keep them as their as his slave, and then they're mm-hmm. they're stuck in like a crystal thing, mm-hmm. and then that's when uh, powder sparkle. Uh, what's her name? Glitter. 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 Uh, Mariah Carey's glitter uh, gets them out <laughs> of the cage by sneezing. Right. And then they're I guess they're on the run from there. Okay. So okay. I, I guess he did bring them in ostensibly to have them be his musical slaves and then they but, were freed by a pixie. Yeah. I've realized that enslavement is such a huge thing in cartoons. Yeah. Uh, you guys talked about it in Sonic the Hedgehog back yeah. when you were doing Sonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there was slavery in that. Uh uh oftentimes like the brain wants to enslave people. Like it it's a, a strange thing that I feel like now we kind of like avoid trying to like use that term, but back then I was just like, oh, what's the worst thing you could do? Let's enslave people. Well, and yeah, like, so like you know, saying kill was kind of dodgy. Right. So you could say make you my slave is kind of an equally bad thing that means your life is forfeit. Sure. Yeah, sure. It's just it's odd though. I mean it it, it to its credit, it is one of the most comically evil things that you can try and do. If your goal oh, yeah, is to exactly. enslave people, it's like, eh, I know what side of this I'm on. You're a bad yeah. guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we, we've all, we kind of accept that there are moral gray gray areas in murder. Like, eh, but he probably shouldn't have been doing that. <laughs> but you can't. I just, you, when, eh, I, when I hear the word. Cousin Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to skip the dumb parts of this episode and talk about Cienega herself. Um, oh, man. Because that. I think that is, I think Sienega is my favorite part of any episode that we watched in, uh, in this little go around. <laughs> I'd love to hear uh, you talk about that. Great. And I would love <laughs> to do that because I, <laughs> so she is, she's this creepy swamp monster. Uh, cause they have to go to the swamp because that's where the dingling tree is obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so they have I'll to go be. to the swamp. Uh, the, the, what are they called? The cats, the, the, the copycats? Ah, the, oh, the copycats. They're like trying to antagonize the evil swamp monster, Cienega, so that Cienega will fight the kids. I don't know. Get her all confusing. riled up. But she is like, she's super creepy. She's like a, a like a, a Roswell alien had sex with a stray green dog. And like, it's... <laughs> but she also kind of looks like a Gelfling from Dark Crystal. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 There's that's definitely. And. And she talks, and I mean, not to make a, a Mermaid in Manhattan reference, our last project. She talks like together, Patches, the crab she wife. She talks like Patches. <laughs> Austin, can you do the Patches voice? <laughs> she just, it's so amazing. But the best part is that Kid Video almost like has this weird little crush on her. Like yeah. everyone else is getting really like, oh, she's so annoying, even though she's They're obviously super trying mean to, to help. Her. They're hella mean, but they're assaulting her. Yeah. They're straight up throwing thing mud at her repeatedly. But but kid kid is like, no, there's just something about her. And he like touches her arm and she like purrs. It's fucking weird. <laughs> I loved this part. It's the best thing. It's so good. But like they kind of ruined it because they as too. soon they as phone it, it. Yeah. Oh God, they phone it in so hard because he like shows real uh, uh, affection for her, and she transforms into a princess. And you're like, God fucking damn it! This was fun right? for a second. Yeah. I thought he was gonna make yeah, which, out with just, the swamp you know, crow. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's the sort of like Arthurian legend, right? Like, you know, yeah. the, the knight the knight uh, had the choice between uh between an ugly wife and a and a hot wife, and because he chose ugly wife, she becomes a hot wife. 
for, for, for his reward. Yeah, it's like, oh, thank God she's not still ugly. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know, but I, I still love yeah, her. A, I still love it's her. It's a problematic narrative, to be sure. <laughs> so I also want to mention, and this will lead into the other episodes a bit, that uh, so one of the characters is uh, clearly Latina because yeah. she keeps on inserting uh, Spanish phrases into yeah, this episode, yeah, which Carla. disappears in the following two episodes. It also, it was not in the first episode. Interesting. It was entirely prominent in this episode in Cienega. Like they were like trying which, it out. She does it which once Cienega, in a later episode that we watched yeah. one time. But it's heavy. Cienega. La Cienega Boulevard in Los Angeles is a place and like it's in the area where like there are like music uh-huh. uh, labels uh, centered. But th- uh, this Latina girl would never call her Cienega because that's not how you say it in Spanish. <laughs> so the fact that she's like constantly like, uh, por, uh, por supuesto, por favor, muchas gracias. And then is like Cienega. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, kind of drives me up the wall. Cienega means swamp, right? Doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. So like, yeah, like I, I it just it's a weird it's again, it's like they half tried to do something. Yeah. Like they in- so uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing is with uh, episode one, at least had some theming. It had like this like electric city. It had all of this like music theme, the strong theme. There were concerts. There was all this stuff. And then this is just kind of like in a swamp and there are some like apples and a swamp <laughs> monster. And like the whole theming is just gone. Yeah. But I There's... will say this, this episode had uh, the one joke that I actually like did laugh at from, from of the three episodes. Oh, uh, so, so one recurring motif of this show will be, uh, they get into hijinks in, uh, a master blasters castle. Mm-hmm. They've got to go there to get some MacGuff from him. And, uh, in this one, he's trying to chase them down, and he opens this door, and he gets blasted by this like cartoon hammer, I think. Oh yeah, I don't even remember um, that. And he goes, he goes, he goes. One of these days, I've got to disconnect that alarm. Uh, oh, which, which to me was like a pretty honest moment of like, I see this hijinks happening in a in a cartoon character's cartoon castle full of traps mm-hmm. that uh, he bonked himself and. Uh, it wasn't just like a ooh or a or a, a visual gag for us to see him get bonked. It was him like, well, that's what's kind of on me. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. Uh, I mean, it, it's got to be hard. It's got to be hard to be a, like a criminal mastermind with like all these booby traps because then it's just the onus <laughs> is on you to remember where you fucking put them. Yeah, that's that's I I feel for him. I really do. Yeah, you'll look like a genius when it happens to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the camera's not on when you're stepping in your own mousetrap exactly. half yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, uh, so, I th- I think we're hitting like the end of this episode, but I really do want to touch on the animation here, because uh, when we switch episodes, it's going to change a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. So, it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> cool. Uh, great. Great I thought. Think the, I think the <laughs> biggest aspect of it really are like the backgrounds and the the amount of corner cutting that happened. I mean, just so often you will see these totally static checkerboard, like orange and yellow mm-hmm. backgrounds that happened. This was in episode one, two of just like not even appropriate for the setting, but like the perspective is off the, just everything. It's just, yeah. yeah. Size and scale. Yeah. Everything. Size and scale. The, the, 
everyone's off model. Well, and it does, it does that thing that a lot of older cartoons did that I've, I've, I love, uh, that you probably have, can remember from watching cartoons when you were a kid with, especially with something like Scooby-Doo, where the background is very obviously painted and static and wasn't designed to move, but like they'll interact with something in the background. So like you'll have three crates sitting and like two of them are painted into the background and one is obviously less detailed, a different color, and that's the one that's going to move or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, it, it's like that all over the place in this show. Uh, you're like, uh, I know, I know which little thing they're going to interact with in this scene because it's the one thing that's not painted into the background. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's really strange. Um, but I noticed yeah. that even as a little kid, I was like, oh, <laughs> that floor is going to fall or whatever. It's really, it's really quite sad. And th- and it totally changes later. Like it, it changes for the better, I think. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. The animation gets amazing. Well, not amazing, but far better. <laughs> whoa, 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 far whoa. better. I mean, they actually like painted backgrounds. Like they actually like, yeah. didn't reuse a lot of stuff. All of the checkerboard stuff goes away. It's like it's a total like a totally different show. Um, yeah, it, it looks like a show like it's like, oh, this looks like other animated shows I've ever seen before mm-hmm. because the other one was so inferior in quality that it like <laughs> you couldn't have continued to make shows like that yeah. because people would not keep watching. So I actually I was curious about that animation shift. And so I looked at the credits of like episode six versus like episode 19. And the main difference was all of the names for animators changed from like American or Anglo names to Japanese names. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all mm-hmm. of them, but a good chunk of them. Uh, so they sold it off start to, to, uh, change. to a cheap Yeah, shop. so either they sold it off or they fired their, you know, American yeah. production team or whatever. Right. Because uh, it looked awful and went with... Do you know them. if it was the same studio? Uh, it was still produced by Deke and Saban. Yeah. Uh, okay. But... I don't know as far as the actual like studio. They, I don't think they usually put those names on there. It, uh, you know, the actual like contract subcontracting studio. Mm-hmm. Um, or anything but sure. like that, but or if Sab- it was still Saban had, uh, but... Saban had a lot of good, uh, if, if I'm remembering this correctly, I don't want to speak out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure they had a lot of good, uh, relationships with Toei over in Japan. And like mm-hmm. they would, they would bring over a lot of that content. Uh, yeah. and so, you know, they probably, they probably had some connections, but yeah. yeah, so the the last thing uh, I want to talk about. So, like I said, uh, every episode ends with like a, a live action sequence, um, where live action music video, sometimes of a cover and sometimes of an original song. And uh, this one ended with a song called "A Little TLC." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this song, <laughs> this is this is the weirdest fact that I found. This song, uh. A was first recorded that year earlier that year by a Japanese singer named Marlene, but huh. in Japan. But it was written by Lindsay DePaul and Terry Britton. And Terry Britton is the co-writer on What's Love Got to Do with It for Tina Turner and Just wow. Good Friends for Michael Jackson and a bunch I of knew other it random sounded songs. Way too good for this band to have. Yeah. <laughs> so like a little TLC actually has some legit industry cred behind it. <laughs> yeah, the other so the other funny thing about Little TLC is that this same music video played over episode one as well. So if you're uh, wondering, wow, th- that's a that's really ambitious to have a brand new music video at the end of every single episode. Well, they repeat it. <laughs> so they have like a pool that they just kind of cycle through. Right. So uh, that was the second time I saw it. So <laughs> they get five episodes in and then play it, you know, start duplicating. But. 
just so you know. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We talk about Star Maker. Star Maker. Yes, yeah. let's. Yeah. Uh, the creepiest of the three episodes, oh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, uh, we I, I assume we're all watching the same uh, YouTube playlist, which mm-hmm. had the commercials still in there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. These uh, next two episodes had the original commercials intact from the commercial break. Which breaks. boy was was a trip. <laughs> Man, some some kids' toys are really creepy. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> in, in retrospect, the first one we had featured uh, a woman who looked shockingly like Nassim Padrad does now. Uh, Interesting. From SNL, it was, it yeah. was just it was weird. At least from a moment, I was like, God, it looks like a Nassim Padrad character, but it was uh, <laughs> just some random woman. Yeah. Uh, also, so the first episode that I watched also had commercials in, and uh, it had one particular commercial that does not age well. That was it was like a strawberry shortcake baby doll and uh, a blueberry like a blueberry like the other one the blue one. Uh huh. Um, and they were little babies, and the feature, and this is their words, not mine. Uh, they really wet their panties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. So they will yeah, they will that's... pee and they really wet their panties and some girls like she really wets her panties. <laughs> no, that's uh, pretty common actually yeah. in baby dolls. Uh, uh, that is a regular feature. Yeah, I know the peeing thing is normal, but the 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 phrasing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like nowadays we we would we would omit the panties. We would just say she she wet herself or whatever. She I don't know. This wet. is a right. this is a strange conversation and I don't want to be yeah. a part of it. <laughs> yeah no i agree i just i thought you needed to know no it's good to know um she took her undies to urine town <laughs> <laughs> yeah see that's that's acceptable i would love that i would love to see that on tv today if i watched tv um yeah. so so star maker i got a got a little blurby blurb um do it mad that everyone in the group has fans except for him Wiz takes off with Toolbot and invents a device that turns ordinary objects into fans. And I don't mean Horrifying. like blowing fans. I mean like people who are super into him. Uh, as he gives his new fans a concert, Wiz is oblivious to the arrival of the copycats who are in danger of losing their jobs. And they steal the Star Maker along with Toolbot to get back into Master Blaster's good graces. Um, yeah, that does a really good job of making this sound like a reasonable plot. Um, (laughs) mostly it's actually it's really creepy so they so this one starts this one starts and they're watching uh they're watching old footage of a of a concert they gave for the spring people (laughs) that like totally oh my god this like totally off the cuff uh comment about hey remember when we did that concert for the spring people (laughs) the spring people the spring people look like something that's like a split between a cronenberg creature And uh, the creature from it that got like blown <laughs> into like pieces, right? Like they they're straight up terrifying. Like imagine a Every, person. A lot of the things are terrifying in this. Yeah, uh, a person gets stretched out really really long, and then you wind them into a string shape, but somehow they're still alive, uh, and they're really into teen music. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it felt yeah. it felt like an Adventure Time bit. Mm-hmm. You just like, whoa, we did a concert with the spring people, you know, and like they're like little spring people. It's just like a one off joke. But this was totally not ironic about it. Yeah. So the issue here, though, is that, uh, you know, the spring people really liked Ash. 
Ash, who's the bassist usually. So the Spring people loved Ash. Yeah, and Screech then, from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Uh, there, there's this big bunch of giant people, and they super are into Carla, and they like fawn over her. And then there's these other weird people that maybe look like mushrooms, and they're really into kid video. But no one's into Wiz because the keyboardist never gets laid. So, <laughs> um, so Wiz is really pissed, and he goes off, and he he has a little hissy fit. Uh, and that's when they he decides to build that creepy, creepy, creepy machine that turns inanimate objects into animate objects that are super into him. Yeah, it's really ethically dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and mostly he does it to trees. So it's like just a bunch of really horny trees trying to touch him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, the question is, does it make them... Uh, does it make them just alive? Because they come alive. They're kind of in it. They are not alive before he activates the star maker. Right. And then when he does activate it, then they come to life, but are like really into him, which like you said, brings about like questionable issues and then kind of returns back to the idea of like, he's no better than master blaster because he's made him his musical slaves. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's given them life and then made that life, uh, uh, you know, terrible. Yeah. yeah, a torturous mm. existence, unending, devoid of the one thing own, that they that they crave, which is <laughs> with terif- with terrifying gaping maws, uh, yeah. screaming constantly <laughs> at him. Yeah, I mean they crave music and cousin Oliver. It's such yeah. a weird existence. <laughs> it's oh god, it's so weird. Um, but yeah, the the B plot is with Master Blaster, and he is pissed at his copycats because they're lame. Because, of course, they are. They're really terrible. Like, they're trying to make him dinner, and they, like, spill it on him. I don't know. It's weird. It's a lot of things that you can tell are supposed to be funny, but completely are not funny. But he says he's going to replace them with goons that he orders out of the LL Bootlicker catalog. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that joke made me so angry. <laughs> like... I'm still laughing about it. <laughs> Like, like that's the closest they get to attempting an actual joke, and that's what they come up with. The LL Bootlicker catalog. And you know, even though it's not, it's not played for a. Well, I guess it is played for a laugh, but it is, it's, it's sort of subdued. At the very end, we meet the goons. He almost hired. <laughs> really? oh, they yeah. were kind of cool. They, 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 they yeah. were kind of cool. They had, you know, definitely for, they had different uh, yeah. races. They were rats. That they were. Uh, one of yeah, them but they was like, like a, they were, uh, uh, okay, supposedly yeah. like a Mexican kind of guy. One of them was a Native American kind of guy. I can't remember what the third one was. But He's they just were, a cowboy. Oh, oh I sort of read them all as yeah, as sort of banditos. Got uh, it. Yeah, and, and not being a specific Mexican or Native American or cowboy. They, but being, they definitely sort of had adornments that would suggest. Yeah, uh, I mean, oh, Mexican. absolutely, but uh, but they were more like desperados than they were a, a race character they definitely oh, all yeah. had a group theme which they had a group theme for sure for for a second i was like are these characters from another tv show yeah, that they i'm were not very aware of, of? Yeah, oh, like a crossover or or do they like because i don't know where the flip side is do they get motorcycles and become the biker mice from mars that'd be God, yeah. i wish <laughs> that I would wish. be some kind of origin <laughs> oh shit but no no, they're just the LL bootlicker replacements, and then they show up at the end of this episode and turn right around, and they're like, no, we have standards, and that's like the funny yeah. joke at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so then we get a segment about everybody wants to rule the world. Uh, uh, we have our music mm, video. Thanks, Tears for Fears. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, which a good song. The thing is, like, nothing can actually love that song. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I've only really realized the last, like, few years. Uh, and nothing can happen in a show that it's like, oh, I hate this. Like, I'm still, I'm suddenly enjoying it because the music is there. Yeah. So at least they have that going for it. To be honest, though, that sequence is terrifying. That everybody wants to rule the world. It's like one of the <laughs> one of the plant fans like kidnaps Wiz, puts him in a creepy limo, takes him to Flipwood, which is like Hollywood. It's all these weird things that keep getting in planes. At one point, the plane flies fully backwards. Uh, it is really, really terrifying. All I could think of was I. I uh, like, I would be shitting myself if I was Wiz. I just got kidnapped and everything is moving so fast. My fucking tree beard over here. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But, like, the music is so calm. I mean, if you guys know the song, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, it's got this really nice, like, chill vibe. Well, not if you actually, li- like, read the lyrics. Oh, no, it's I'm actually... turning back. No, musically, I'm saying, like, the sound is really, like, you know... Like these these nice like moogie synth stuff and it's 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 good but yeah I mean the the lyric the lyrical content is certainly different and of course completely irrelevant to what's happening on screen yeah um <laughs> do you want to say something Rory yeah no 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 it just I, I don't know it made me think of like like Electric Company or or I mean one one of the things that I I thought of while we were watching this uh, while I was watching this show is that in a lot of ways, it felt like maybe a, maybe a shittier done precursor to something like Tiny Toon Adventures, where, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it'll cut away to do like a, a weird music video sequence, but like like lots of little segments in a show, but it's totally wacky and the and the the architecture and the landscapes are all weird and go all over the place. I mean, it's definitely like a weird, kooky tune world with music. And yeah, they can kind of they can kind of fluctuate in and out of reality. Right. That it's as, just as the bit necessitates. It's in it's in the real world for a second. Totally. And Tiny Toons just did it like thirty million times better, uh, and obviously like a decade later. But um, right. But I don't know. That's what I kept thinking about. But yeah, you know, like there's, they to used imagine... to do things to they might be giants songs mm-hmm, in in right. there, and they would do these weird like sort of prolonged uh, music video style things with like plucky running around and doing something or whatever. And like, that's what that felt like with that tears for fears song. But like, like the nightmare version. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I'm trying to imagine actual kids watching this and whether they would actually <laughs> enjoy it. And I think they would enjoy it kind of just on the, uh, on the music alone. You know, like they would enjoy mm-hmm. the songs coming up and be like, oh, so cool. I love the songs. And then probably being kind of fuck all on everything else that isn't a, a hip new pop song. I mean, I zoned out a lot. Well, yeah, yeah they don't and, really put yeah. in enough music. There's no, like two no, songs, maybe three. Line. Yeah, because if it really was well, like a series of music videos, it'd probably be a lot cooler. And this one had uh, Janet Jackson in it as well. Was that this yeah, one? It was yeah, when I, I think, think of that you. Was this one. Yeah. Which is interesting how they always like, uh, oh, we're on this hang glider. Oh, it has a TV. What's on it? <laughs> like, and the yeah. zooms into the screen, and like, <laughs> they, it's always there. Just happens to be a screen in the room. And then mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, look over there, a music video. Look yeah. at this weird Rubik's cube that has a television on it. Yeah. Yeah. So we should clarify. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they do an actual artist's live action music video. 
and sometimes they do an animated sort of cover uh, yeah. of the music video. Yeah, this one full-on just cuts to Janet Jackson's music video for When I Think of You. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah just Which for is a, bit, a, a nice break. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If if I'm a kid, like, and I see like these like trees, I'm like, oh, it's silly because they're annoying and like they can't get away from him. But there was a part of me that I'm just like, oh, this is really about like the pitfalls of fame. Yeah, yeah. And like once you become famous, like you can't do anything to escape it, and your life isn't your own anymore. And like, but that m- married with these creepy trees was like even more terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like really like existentially, it's a really dark and horrible. Uh, episode yeah uh and that's why like i almost wish like i had been able to see this as a kid to be like do kids pick up on any of that like does that mean anything to them or is it just like oh these silly trees or whatever so speaking of nightmare scenarios uh there was a commercial break here uh that featured a it was a another doll commercial that was like a girl talking about her her little baby and caring oh, the, for a little baby doll the my child doll mm. yeah <laughs> and god i you know it's been a long time since i've seen commercials like that cuz i don't you know if i'm watching content meant for children or like animated shows i'm not watching it with commercials that are yeah you know i'm streaming it but, yeah like a like a real adult man Right, streaming yeah, it, but but it kind of um, it made me feel like some kind of nightmare universe. Like I was getting peek into some weird parallel universe <laughs> with like child mothers, <laughs> these, like with these like little like eight year old girls that are talking about like doing commercials about caring for their children, and uh, it's really unnerving. I noticed. I noticed for being like that girl nailed that take. Oh, like, yeah. There weren't any cuts away. She had to memorize her whole speech and sell it. And she like did pretty well, even though I agree that it was like talking about it. So in, like seriously as being her child. Yeah. Was. And the funny much. thing about the commercials in this show, like now, usually the the cartoon has some sort of idea about its demographic uh, and will sort of skew that way. Mm-hmm. This thing is all over the place. It's like dolls and monster trucks <laughs> yeah. and cereals. They Massive have no universe. idea. Yeah. They have no idea who's watching this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always cereal. Like almost every commercial yeah, brand has cereal. cereal. But other, otherwise, yeah, it's cereal. a pretty much a... But that's sort of what I mean. Is, is It's this sort of scattershot of general children's mm-hmm. uh, consumables. All right. <laughs> Speaking of, it was nice to see uh, Lucky the Leprechaun before he became an outright menace. Like <laughs> yeah. in this one, he's a lot nicer, mm-hmm. and then later on, he's like really in your face about it. Yeah, yeah. Captain I mean, Crunch uh, used to sound real different too. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah, idea that that uh, with all of this, with all of these, like um, you know, uh, ads, that the, the the person who's buying these things also wants to watch a Janet Jackson movie. <laughs> <laughs> sort of strange like it just doesn't quite line up yeah yeah something something that also like keyed in with me as i was watching this that i all of a sudden realized this trend that like in the 80s and like early 90s especially in cartoons uh plunger technology was huge oh yeah, yeah every yeah. like when they steal the star maker it's with this like dual plunger tool that they like <laughs> lower onto it to pick it up yeah and then i realized like plungers were everywhere and like i maybe i don't i don't watch a lot of modern cartoons aside from like stuff like no Blaster suction Man cups were a big deal I, no, I, they were I, yeah yeah like uh rescue rangers had a ton of suction cups uh, like i recall like 
Tiny Toons having a bunch of suction cups or plungers. There's a big plunger uh, sequence in the intro to Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog for sure. Yeah. For sure. They like pull dudes out of, out of holes with big plungers. Like, it's crazy. You're right. Yeah. What, well, you could sell dart guns. Where really did that well. come from? Was it, uh, was it like the toys? plumbing uh, well, industry what I'm gonna, or lobby? <laughs> <laughs> no, what I, would, what I would guess would be um, maybe the Mission Impossible TV show. I feel like once we saw somebody using suction cups to like be a spy and like climb on shit, it was on. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just trying to trace where the origin is of that of that idea. Yeah, that's legit. And yeah, I don't know. It's a weird. It it is a very strange thing to latch onto, like a a, a weird '80s cartoon meme to be like, well, obviously we're gonna solve problems with plungers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, these yeah. are the dopest things you could use. So, <laughs> you know, I bet they were really easy to animate. Yeah. Uh, that's a good. That's a good idea too. What's the dopest household thing? Uh, <laughs> it's obviously the plunger. Just throw more plungers in there, baby. Um, yeah. So uh, I also noticed uh, one of the original, well, like when uh, I think it's when Kid Video is singing to one of the spring people or something. Mm-hmm. At some point. They like sing this line to it a cappella, and like it get, gets all swoony and stuff. And the <laughs> line that that he sings is, "See the moon dance in your hair as I dance in your eyes." What? And it's uh, like that means nothing. Yeah. I'm and, getting, <laughs> honestly, I'm getting a little flush right now too. Just hearing that. <laughs> See the moon dance in your hair. Uh, as I dance in your eyes, yeah, it's like it, all the, that's one of the things with the songwriting in most of these songs is that most of them, like it's like keywords that yeah. don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 nonsense of the plot is matched only by the nonsense of the lyrics. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. The, so uh, the, the plot chronologically though. Yes. Yes. Uh, we enter an adult <laughs> man's toy room. <laughs> yeah, Master uh, Blaster has a, a toy room. Featuring a kissing man door. <laughs> I don't want to forget about the anthropomorphic kissing door. Now, to, to be fair to the adult man with the toy room, that door was yeah. not alive and kissing people until the zapper zapped it. Oh. Everything okay. was coming to life in the toy room. Everything in the toy room wasn't alive until the Star Maker hit it. Because toy bot, uh, Toolbot is running around with the Star Maker on his back and it's just haphazardly firing at shit. <laughs> Yeah, they're chasing him around the castle, which I actually did kind of get a little kick out of. Mm -hmm. He's just sort of whoop-whooping around, sort of being... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Toolbot kind of talks like, skip, 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 and like just doesn't speak words, and he's got like permanent cool shades. Yeah, it reminds me of... um, Uh, Popeye. No, Kind of sounds like Popeye. Yeah, a little bit of Popeye. I was going to say, is it Orko? Not Orko, but I feel like there was another... uh, or is it Donnie from uh, the Wild Thornberries? Mm, yeah, maybe. Mm, maybe. Maybe it's maybe it's Flea's character from Wild Thornberries. But, yeah, lest uh, we forget that Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers did that voice. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think, I also. I think oh, Toolbot ahead, is also. Uh, I think Toolbot is also part of the uh, Subaru Brat that gets brought along yeah. with them because it's the same. Yeah. It's the same color as their car, which is also the same <laughs> color as their spaceship. Yeah. So like maybe he's like a toolbox they had in the back of the Subaru Brat. Or something. <laughs> that would that would make uh, sense. Oh man. Yeah. Um. So the things the things that happen in the end the rest of this episode right so the the copycats obviously they've stolen the star maker from Wiz and Wiz comes back and he comes clean with what he's done. And kid essentially realizes that all the 
terrifying plants just need to have music. And so he's like, all right, you and I think he keeps he stays has uh, Wiz and Ash stay behind to just play music forever. And yeah, in a, in a real like Twilight Zone twist, uh, <laughs> Wiz has to play music forever until this this problem is solved. Yeah, to the fans. <laughs> like he has he to entertain created. his fans indefinitely. Doesn't they say that the concert was like six hours? Yeah, they, they come back at the end and they're so fucking tired. Oh my god, it's amazing. Uh, I I think we'd be remiss to to not mention the B plot with giant milkshakes, <laughs> where where kid where kid video and Carla are just literally just drinking giant milkshakes. <laughs> Carla's making milkshakes with wheat germ. Yeah, and they're huge, like these giant glass, you know, milkshake. They like it, the size of a building. Nothing has to make sense. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. That is no mention. They're just drinking giant milkshakes. <laughs> Something especially in this episode, but all over the place, is that for whatever reason, the sizes of everything are like purposefully off. Like the popcorn is as big as they are. The yeah. dishes are like a tub, like a jacuzzi tub you could sit in. Yeah, they make uh, spaghetti glitter. for Master Blaster, but it's like giant. It's too big for him. Yeah, well, he's a big fatty. Yeah, but it's still big for him. Yeah, it's, it's still pretty big. Yeah. Uh, but then they have normal sized sandwiches. Just... <laughs> yeah, it really took me out of it. Yeah, but, but then the the cat makes a sandwich that's as tall as like a human. Like he just he keeps does, piling but it's on. with normal size ingredients. Yeah. Wow. There's the rub. You caught me, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> normal sized ingredients. Shit. Um. Uh, my favorite moment in this episode is when they they find where Toolbot is locked up, and there's this huge padlock on the door. Yes, that is my favorite kid uh they can't open it and kid decides to croon at it and like <laughs> sort of sings this little line and then it like obviously has been brought to life too and like sort of falls in love oh, with him. Oh, I and... think that's the lyrics I was talking about. Oh is yeah. That, I oh, think that's what he croons in there. Oh yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, you might be right. Yeah, it's so weird and then the lock is like oh and he kisses it and then it, gives it, it a opens sweet smooch. Yeah, it's weird. And then yeah, like but Carla's like, "What? How'd you know?" And he says, "When you got it, you got it." <laughs> Honestly, my favorite line there was was from Glitter, where she went up. And she was like, "Oh, I've got an idea," and she goes in and mucks around. And oh yeah, this like, was oh, oh yeah. Like, too bad it wasn't one that worked. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. actually a good joke. It. That's a yeah, good yeah. joke. That was um, nice. Also, I think Master Blaster has a cackling Robo Snake. <laughs> yeah, with a skull for a head. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, just, I loved it. I, I, I loved every love minute it. of that snake. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they kind of train you over time in the show that anything can show up and you don't question a thing. No, like yeah. literally anything is possible, but not in like an, a magical, whimsical way. <laughs> just like a oh, of course, there's a creepy skull robot just, snake. Our animators head. are too high on coke for us to know what's going to happen. <laughs> I did. I did write the phrase "of course there is" about thirty times in, in my little notes. Just like um, and, oh, and then I that also laughed at the at the alarm, the uh, the bell, who the like sort of self flagellating bell. Oh yeah, uh, uh, that was a fun little bit. Uh, mm. I don't remember if it's, I mean, that's a joke I think I, we've heard a few times uh, mm-hmm. with animated things, but uh, I still liked it. He was funny. Yeah, yeah. it's sort of a, a, a Flintstones, like, well, it's a living mm-hmm. kind of scenario. <laughs> yeah. So, I will say this show has no concept of pacing. Like, <laughs> they, spend, mm. they spend way too much time on the weirdest segments. 
Yeah. I would say I would say uh, a a pretty healthy like like most of your plot's going to be the first five and the last five of the episode, and then the rest is is just a nightmare. Yeah, yeah it's just, just like it's eight just... minutes of like a bizarre bit. Yeah. Well, and I was like, trying to remember it, episodes, right? So, like, we watched three, and when I was done watching three, I was, like, looking over my notes and, like, wait, did that happen? I turned it on. I don't even remember watching some of this stuff. It's like it has the staying power and the weirdness of a dream or a nightmare. Like, I forget yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's, ab- it's so hard to track nonsense. action, like, to, like, actually parse, like, what just happened in a segment. Yeah. You know, is, is impossible. It, it's so poorly then- visualized. And this one wraps up with like they've successfully steal the Star Maker, but then uh unfortunately, like just like with uh Wiz, uh when things become his fan, then it's like torture. So it's like, oh no, and like it, it's a morality play yet again. Yeah. Uh be careful what you wish for. Um Yeah, very oh. yeah. Is that a new lesson for you, Rory? Have you? Yeah, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always using these my wishes really, really immaturely. <laughs> I'm, I'm more disturbed by the fact that Wiz just unmakes all of those lives just without a flinch. <laughs> yeah. What was dead can never die. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have done the same thing. I definitely would have also killed those trees. They needed yeah. to stop. Yeah, yeah he doesn't even their, hesitate. Their, their existence was torture, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> what so, he did was a mercy. Let's. Uh, so, so this one, this one ends with them uh, doing a, a live cover of uh, "Where Did Our Love Go" by the Supremes. Um, and yeah. Ash clearly not playing the guitar that he's holding. Uh, just <laughs> no. mashing it like a whack-a-mole game. Um, Which is interesting because these they are the actual musicians yeah, yeah. that like well, recorded the song. They're at times the musicians, as far as what I've read. They sang everything, but they didn't always play the instruments. Got it. Uh, oh, so they didn't, okay. they didn't necessarily lay down the tracks. That being said, I imagine they had to learn all the songs for when they toured Israel. Uh, because they did. As a band, yeah, which is amazing. But they might not have been playing the instruments. That's know. true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so before we get any older, let's jump into episode twenty so that we can continue yeah. just talking in general about this show uh, and how oh, crazy it Nara is. Nara takes a powder. Yes. <laughs> Nara takes a powder. Nara takes a powder. Uh, just take I just a powder. Maybe... That, that that title is is something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Takes a powder. <laughs> I feel like uh, some I think kind this of is probably I'm not getting. Well, no. Oh yeah, the the sort of cokey stuff it's again. Pretty but cokey. No, I just I just liked the the well, the willingness to disregard English language while <laughs> while writing your title. Takes, <laughs> takes a powder. Takes a powder. <laughs> oh man! So powder, of course, in this episode refers to this evil powder that the bad guys have, and it refers to snow, like in skiing. I call it powder. And I guess maybe it might refer to Coke, just just cause, just cause you know, the writers and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, so here's what happens in this episode. Uh, Freezer Valley is in danger from Zorak, a hairdryer monster. When Glitter's cousin <laughs> Glitter's cousin Nara can't whistle to make the evening snow. With the intention of ruining Kid Video's music, the copycats have dumped a song scrambling powder on her and Wiz. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, just this was these, my hardest one. This one this, made the least oh, amount of sense to me. Yeah, I had so bad. just no idea what was happening. Yeah. So they're off to play a concert and they're going to play a concert at a place called Freezer Valley. 
and the pixie has a cousin and she's an ice something ice nymph or ice something and she makes all the snow i don't know the bad guys have this powder this is the main this is the main important thing to understand about the episode is that the bad guys have a terrible song scrambling powder and when they sprinkle it on you you can't make music it just comes out as like crap terrible sounds I, I would say that the most important part of the episode was that there was a gun that turns a cat into a trash can <laughs> yeah <laughs> touche i don't uh, want to just gloss over that <laughs> oh god yeah so the the copycats are in master blasters like rejected d- evil tools room mm. and uh and the that gun is 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 one that they were supposed to throw out. They were and they're supposed to be cleaning it, and they're playing with all of the evil tools, and they <laughs> yeah. get thoroughly whomped for their insolence. Well, and Fat Cat just like straight up pulls the trigger <laughs> of this gun and yeah. shoots. Yeah. I don't know, Cool Cat, whatever. Which is so there's Cool Kitty, and yeah. then there's uh, there's the girl one. Yeah, She Lion. She Lion. Thank she, you. She Lion. Thank you. And so yeah, they really he, miss a pretty obvious jazz reference with these guys. Yeah. They're just they're just sort of generic cats. <laughs> yeah, we can't have jazz cats in every episode, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> as much as we try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We can usually try and get Cubone in there. <laughs> yeah, we usually get Cubone sometimes jazz cats. Sometimes jazz cats. <laughs> so Cloudy when, with a chance of jazz cats. <laughs> we, we, when the snow starts melting and it's revealed revealed that uh, because the snow can't be brought because Nara can't whistle and it reveals it to be a T-Rex with a blow dryer face and a switch on the side of it. <laughs> like that was one of those. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. That's what the monster is. The description was truthful. Yeah. Yeah. When they're in the writer's room, it's like, uh, what would melt snow? A blow dryer. What's terrifying? A T Rex. Put a blow dryer on a T Rex. Well, it's probably Boom. like, you know what? We don't want to animate fire from a dragon. Mm-hmm. So let's just assume, <laughs> let's just have an implied heat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just have to draw lines to show like hot air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. Um, we're done smart. till lunch. Somebody get the coke. <laughs> so, and, or go ahead, Andy. Oh, I was just going to. This has, so of all of the weird music sequences that are in all these episodes, this is the, the dumbest. This is the absolute stupidest because there's a sequence where uh, Nara has like conjured ice cream sandwiches and they're like sledding and then like, oh no, Nash is, he doesn't have skis. And then like it just cuts for no reason to a drama between a snowman and the sun set to bad like, is it bad or beat it it's by Mike, beat Michael it. Jackson? Beat it. Set to yeah, beat yeah, it by Michael Jackson. Which is an expensive get. And it's a cover, <laughs> I believe, right? It's a cover. Yeah, yeah it's a it cover. is a cover. But still, they had to license the song. And so it's just the snowman and, a, and a the muscular, sun. A muscular hot snowman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the snowman was funny. I just I actually kind of liked it. Oh god. Yeah, yeah. I was pissed because I like blinked and there were nobody nobody I recognized was on screen and they were playing the best song arguably that they had licensed for this show so far yeah. and they well, were wasting well, it on know, this weird snowman i'm sorry they still played susu studio susu studio you know uh, just true so you but know. that was just backing music that was like <laughs> yeah. just in the background of one of the scenes yeah to me like at least the snowman has something to do with the content of the episode whereas the water spiders dancing to footloose had God, nothing to do with anything fucking point of that <laughs> <laughs> so weird 
Oh man. And like I like beat it, beat the heat, like it uh, like I'm like, oh, okay, there I, are thin there are thin strands I, connecting I, I everything guess. here, God. but at least there's some sort of strand that I've I really want to stretch. I can try to make something work. Right. Yeah. Well, and then there was another one. Uh, there's a sequence in the middle of the episode where Master Blaster can't go to sleep and the cats are trying to get him to go to bed. And they're like, oh, you want your stuffed warthog? And he's like, no. But then uh, <laughs> so weird. But then the she lion brings him this box with a music video inside. I think it's a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, it's like a big cube. It's a like gold a Rubik's gold Cube. Rubik's yeah. cube. Yeah. And it has Billy Joel's A Matter of Trust inside. Yeah, which, <laughs> God, I want to own that. <laughs> It's just a box that has Billy Joel in it forever. Uh, Master Blaster, do you want your cube with Billy Joel's Matter of Trust in it? <laughs> I can't sleep without it. Please play it again, Sheila. Oh, God. And so another, like, in the resolution of this episode, another, of course, is, of course, the fat kid made an ice cream making machine on accident that defeated yes. the monster. Yeah. Like... How do you fuck it's, that up? How do you accidentally make <laughs> vanilla ice cream when you're trying to make snow? That's not an accident. No. I mean, that, I, snow is just frozen water, not cream and sugar and, <laughs> and vanilla extract. Unless, what Rock if in salt. every single machine he makes, he adds cream and sugar to it? <laughs> <laughs> or, or just whenever he sort of slightly checks out, he just accidentally starts sort of, you know, ice creaming his his, his devices. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> another ice cream machine. I Wiz, really you blew it again. <laughs> Dang it! Uh-huh. Yeah, like they literally Shoot. say, "Wiz, you blew it again." Like yeah. you saved the day, but God, you fucked it up by making ice cream. <laughs> you piece of shit. I'll show you guys. Yeah. I'm gonna make trees my fans. <laughs> I'll bring the yeah. trees back to life. Just you I mean, see. A- a kid can't have a cream cannon and save the day at the same um, time. <laughs> so. uh I want to I want to point out one other thing that totally yeah. oh, threw it, me for a loop, and it's is it it's, the tiny floating it's whale? It's the tiny in a floating jar. whale in a jar. Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it is. It is truly. So that's that's the antidote. They're talking about getting the antidote for the the evil music song scrambling powder, and it's apparently this tiny floating pink whale in a jar uh, who makes little sounds like. And uh, it's so it's very, very strange. We're never given any explanation, which I appreciate that that should not have come coupled with explanation. And they didn't. Yeah. Uh, Although not the only animated show to feature a tiny floating whale. That's correct. (laughs) Um, Steven Universe has a brief moment with a a pink, tiny floating whale. Uh, Okay, I doubt it's a reference. No, uh, just a weird that deep cut for kid video. Yeah, no. (laughs) God, I wish. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're real big kid video fans around the studio. Uh, <laughs> KV, we call it KV. I, I, I will say that by the end of the episode and by the end of watching, because this was the last of the three, of course, right. mm-hmm. uh, that when they revealed the tiny floating whale who kind of sang to them to restore their musical powers, the... The show had, I don't want to say put me under its spell exactly, but <laughs> I didn't even question it anymore. No. Like, there was no part of me yeah, that was like, that's weird. It was just is, like, is oh, gone. yeah, of course. <laughs> so I want to do a real quick exercise of like, let's write the plot of a, of a kid video <laughs> episode in like four sentences. Yeah. Okay. So kid wants to, uh, no, no, I guess it starts, it always starts with Master Blaster's wacky plot. So 
he wants to uh, sell records to uh, the spring people. Right. Okay. Uh, I don't know who wants to go next. But the yeah. but the the records turn into cheetahs, <laughs> green cheetahs. Right. Uh, that can't stop uh stealing all of Kid Video's instruments. <laughs> <laughs> and then in a brief uh, moment, all of the instruments gain sentience and start singing Huey Lewis and the News' Power of Love. <laughs> Bring us home, Andy. I'm just trying to keep all the plot a, elements together. A, uh, a, a winged rhinoceros <laughs> comes in and, and uh, saves the day. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they, they, they play us out with, uh, with September by Earthwing and Earth, Wind, and Fire. But a Earth really awkward. I said wind, so, but a really awkward white kid cover. Yeah, that Plus literally, literally could be an episode of this show. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That wouldn't bad an eye. I would watch it too. <laughs> I I like yeah. that, and it, and and it, and it even brings a little bit of uh, continuity into the game because we get the spring people back again. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah you thought they were gone. God. You thought that was a one-off. No, nope. spin the. Uh, I have a theory that the Spring People character models just became the Snorks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, that's so the funny thing the, uh, is how often animated shows kind of get chopped up and used for spare parts. Yeah, so like I have. The, uh, yeah. I I want to I want to talk about this really fast uh, because I don't need to do a full. On this day in animation history, though, I would appreciate if Kyle put the, the echo in when I said that. But uh, this this show did come out at the exact like same day as the Snorks. Uh, oh, shit. Like the exact same day that this uh, episode, like the very first uh, episode came out, Muppet Babies came out, the Snorks, mm. Pole Position. Uh, the week before when they aired the pilot, Mighty Orbots and Challenge of the Gobots came out. And then, like on the yeah. same same week, Transformers and Voltron also started. So it was like oh, shit. this crazy. So, this is peak. So it was doomed to fail. This yeah, is... yeah. Like Transformers, Voltron, <laughs> Mighty Orbots, Gobots, Pole Position, Muppet Babies, the Snorks, like all in the same damn week. And Kid wow. Video definitely is the one that we remember the least. Maybe Pole yeah. Position. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I, I actually yeah. learned a really interesting note about uh, a connection to Muppet Babies too um, is that Muppet Babies I think was running into the same problem as far as like rebroadcast rights because they use clips from movies so they use oh, like yeah. a clip from Star Wars oh yeah in the um, intro they do I in think. the intro yeah and so uh, that's hmm. part of the reason why you don't see collections of it on DVD or like home video release because of mm-hmm. uh, oh, the they difficulty couldn't. to get to get rights again um, and so, you know, and again, Kid Video is using like shit like Lionel Richie and all mm-hmm. of this licensed music. And you can't and, legally uh, procure Kid Video anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They put and out a few VHS tapes back in the day with altered content for the, the music. Yeah, exactly. Which is mm. which is why I think it might have been something that people just sort of learned the hard way after both Muppet Babies and Kid Video coming out at the same time. It might have been, you know. A month later, and people like shit. We need to, uh, we need to stop <laughs> using. We need to stop using content that's going to be impossible for. Like, well, yeah, I wonder. Or... I wonder when uh, aftermarket content for TV shows became a thing. Like, because for a long time, uh, 
you would you would just record like there were like uh, you know if there if a show had any sort of following like um you know like say for example the X Files which had been in the nineties people were like mailing each other VHS tapes of episodes right. like it yeah. still wasn't yeah they weren't really... planning on home video release at the time no. yeah um but I you know I'm sure pretty quickly they discovered uh the problems there but yeah just an interesting yeah. thought. Well, like Saturday Night Live still runs into that now where like if you watch episodes like online, like there will be entire sketches that are cut out uh, because they didn't they didn't get the rights to to air it after the live broadcast only for the live broadcast. Uh, And there is I'm trying to think there's like a, a TV series that didn't come out for the longest time that I was a big fan of. That they never released uh, or like didn't release for a long time because of music rights as well. So it's it's definitely a, a running thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and with something like this, it's like why bother? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Unless you're in Israel, and then I guess people are big fans. But um, here, at least, uh, I I also have to say before we get away from the final episode that. Oh my God! The final music video with all the mannequins is oh like I keep on saying creepy and terrifying, but I mean it. Yeah, like <laughs> it. That was like the final straw where I was like, oh, "Thank God, this is the last of the show that I have to watch." <laughs> yeah, I was, I was done. I was yeah. just done. That that was a Carla led that one. It was an original song. Yeah, it's a Carla song. Turn mm-hmm. me up while she sings to her nightmare, her nightmare cohort. <laughs> yeah and oh, like man. another yeah. question for you guys real quick is if this show existed today instead of being 80s pop what music do you think would kid video be or like their band be playing well okay <laughs> like, so you're i mean this is not directly answering your question but like it's not like this kind of attitude has gone away like if you watch those like shitty off-brand animated films like the trolls of the world they're all right. putting pop songs in there or they're referencing like two old like six years ago pop songs like you know or you know let the dogs out as a like a hannah montana sort of thing right but like Mm -hmm. or uh sing which just came out like last winter yeah Mm -hmm. which is like a jukebox musical and like you know so that hasn't gone away and in fact it might have even gotten worse because at least these songs were like current you know i i hated i hated being in a in a movie theater and seeing a preview for anything that used who let the dogs out because it was like (laughs) solidly five (laughs) to ten years after that song was anywhere near cool yeah and and they were like still oh kids love pop songs and throwing it in um but i don't know that that was just my first thing that i thought we can actually answer your question about what kid video would be playing well because like not not just like the type of music but like there's parts where it's like i'm surfing on like a keyboard or like everything like a lot of the world around them is kind of informed by like the 80s pop aesthetic. the guitar yeah. would have would have not been featured no. <laughs> i don't know it might be coming back around are we ready for the guitars resurgence i am i've I, the guitars never left cool as far as i'm concerned but <laughs> rory i, mean, I want to live part of me wonders like would it just be like kids with laptops? They just like, yeah, they got stuck in Ableton. Is done? <laughs> <laughs> they've all got they've all got little pads and they're just pushing buttons. Yeah, they're yeah. stuck in Skrillex's mm-hmm. MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> and he's using them to make samples. And live live footage of, of uh Dead Mouse is trying to help him out. Right? Just I like, mean honestly they, it they probably get... would be all about sampling. <laughs> like he'd you know, mm. they'd be harvesting kids to make real like music samples and then they'd be sampling that content 
and then uh, fight, like a, like fighting this, pirates. Your, our villain is a is a DJ who can't sample, and so he's kidnapped kids to play real music in his sampling machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love and he's it. got like a henchman, a henchman that's a turntable, but like a, a oh, one that's alive. Turny. Uh, yeah, Turny the turntable. Oh man, I hate this. I hate what we've done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we? <laughs> Do we have any big thoughts about this show as a whole before we wrap it up? I I don't know. I just don't I don't I don't even know how to process it enough to yeah. I, I was being being your guest for this, like uh I I watched a lot of Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid, most of them kind of more of the mainstream ones, and so I had heard I like I said, I'd seen this intro thing before. I didn't really know what to expect in like Man, was I disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, here's the thing. Uh, While watching this, I found it to be sort of unparsable um, uh, nonsense. It it was it Mm. was chaos magic. It it was something that was just would defied all uh, ability to to sort of unpack and and appreciate. Mm -hmm. Uh, That being said, in talking about it, it did create quite a few funny moments to sort of recount after the fact, like. After I'd had time to to sort of uh, buffer, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. All, yeah. all of the weirdness but sort the, of sort of congealed into something that I enjoyed, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean the the process of watching it just felt like it was a difficult. Yeah. Like, it was I don't really know what's difficult. happening or well, why yeah. anything is going to happen. Yeah, yeah it was especially like with the like dream. full thirty minute clips with the ads was like, Oof. yeah. Yeah, it's like having a weird dream and it seems normal when you're like in it, and then when you tell it to friends, they're like, oh yeah, that's super weird. Well, and I was going to say, it's like a dream in that whenever you tell, and I'm, I'm just going to out everyone here, uh, whenever you tell other people what happened in your dreams, you make it make a little more sense. You yeah. like you change the story a little bit so that it makes it's any like sense. a little less you know? sexual than it right. Yeah, you was. left out the like weird mom. The <laughs> yeah. Weird mom stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like you leave out the weird shit. You make it make a little more sense. And I feel like that's what we just did on this yeah. episode uh, yeah but if you yeah. watch the dream it's still just weird it's still weird yeah. like we're describing a dream to you lovely listeners of this podcast or lovely listener i don't know well to, <laughs> j- just to vocalize the the sequence of events is to sort of normalize it because yeah. you you have to you have to put it into words you have to you have to yeah. package it with 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 the tools you have available and that's well, you know a a sentence that makes sense in words that have definitions. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. to say what happened in the show does sort of make it sound more sensical than it is. <laughs> I feel like the one thing that we didn't really like, I I agree with you one hundred percent that like we tried to like make sense of this and like give it the plot that barely was there. But the thing that we didn't talk about is like as as much as we talked about the cat trio, increase that by five hundred percent. Oh, they're oh, way too present. That's how much God, of the cats the are worst. in there. They're the fucking worst. Uh, yeah, there's so much of the cats. cats. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure I I can't find it. I was looking for it earlier, but I vividly remember writing a note that said I zoned out for a second. I came back. It's still the cats. And, uh, <laughs> and that I, sums up the show pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's sort of like it's sort of like how um, another show might have one little one little beep boop. You, see, you know, uh, Bonehead will 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 do something silly and then we'll cut back. We would be with the cats for five minutes 
of just their hijinks of them just running around bonking their heads on things yeah, of just like stalling for time basically yeah. like no nothing of significance happening yeah nor could i tell you a single thing like about like they barely even have characteristics as I don't characters think any, i think wiz is sort of the only person we've we've seen have any character um and i guess kid a little bit in the sense that he yeah he's well, a I'll, give, I'll give kid his credit yeah he he, he sings to locks and uh is attracted <laughs> to swamp beasts we've learned a few things yeah it's I mean, really literal... it's really ash that we haven't gotten anything from no or I'm carla not... not really not i guess she makes milkshakes yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ash makes terrible songs. Ash does, mm. Ash does a bunch of really off-key, like bad songs that are kind of like Jean Ralphio style. Like they, they yeah. come up to a rhyme and then they go right past him. Yeah, just like <laughs> one syllable too far. Yeah. Oh man. Ah, I don't know. Uh, there's a there's a question that we've asked in the last couple uh specials that we've done. Um, if you think back to being a kid, would you recommend watching this show to your kid self? Or any number of qualifiers that make the question more pertinent. Like, Correct. Would you recommend this to somebody? Is there a, a space where you find it enjoyable? Whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I would say for me, the answer is no, because it. I really liked funny shows when I was a kid. And the sense of humor in this is... <laughs> Put them on is, blast. Throwing uh, shade. Uh, is, I just witnessed a murder. <laughs> is basically not there. Yeah, uh, like they they make those attempts at jokes every once in a while, like the LL bootlicker thing. I mean, I agree with you what you said, Rory, about the like, oh, I gotta deactivate that alarm. Is like that was more situationally funny as not so much as like a punchline funny, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then if it wasn't funny, then maybe there was like a serial element that I was like interested in what was happening to the characters. Right. Uh, something like uh, gargoyles, for example, right. is a, a cartoon that like has those serial things, but like wasn't a very funny show. No, uh, this had imagination, but unbridled, unfocused, I'm sure cocaine driven imagination. Hey, this ha- this where- certainly had a, had a boss who took, uh, I'm not the kind of boss who says no to like a whole new level. <laughs> like nobody yeah. said no to any ideas in this show. First idea, yeah. best idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I would honestly, and if, I, if I, Oh yeah, go ahead. If I had seen this like as a kid, I think I just would have been like so disinterested. Like, I think this would have been like David, the gnome levels for me. <laughs> I think so too. I think, I think, um, what I managed to find enjoyment from really kind of took, uh, you know, 28 years of devotion to the, to the craft, to the art of like absurdism. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would just watch MTV. Yeah. I mean, Mm. I would much rather just watch MTV. My parents wouldn't have let me. So this, I will say that it is the one thing that this might've been my one gateway to be able to watch music Mm. videos. Mom, this is kid video. (laughs) Right. And none of the videos were like the Janet Jackson one, like wasn't over sexualized. No. Like all of them were very safe and non risque. Uh, none of the songs were risque. Well, so you didn't uh, see the one with the Lionel Richie's way. all night long. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It was in a strip club, right? <laughs> I know. I'm well, I don't know, but he is, uh, it's Lionel Richie. So he's just, you know, uh, a font of Sexually pure sexuality. Available. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's doing you with his eyebrows. Yeah, and it's, his mustache. Oof, oof. <laughs> yeah, um, no, best part of the show for me was the one minute of Lionel Richie that I got to see. <laughs> yeah, I don't great. know. I, I, I mean, obviously, 
I fully agree with you guys. It's a hard no. It's a hard no. There's no there's no circumstance in which I can think about even enjoying this show while sober. Uh, <laughs> I've been drinking wine out of the bottle tonight. Wine <laughs> straight out of the box. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, not even the the music doesn't even save it for me. Um, I had a lot of fun sort of watching it in this context. So I guess there's one context. If you're doing a yeah. podcast about cartoons, I would suggest watching this show <laughs> you, for those of you. you have to talk about it with somebody, <laughs> if you can talk about your shared trauma watching kid video, yeah. then I recommend it. Oh. I would be so angry that I had wasted my time in that fashion if I hadn't had you guys to talk about this with. <laughs> right. If they just ghosted and then you just left with... <laughs> Three episodes of kid video. You're just kidding. We I would never direction. forgive you. I would never forgive you. Oh, ever. Oh, Sorry, man. we're gonna watch Spider Riders instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks a lot, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was uh, strangely my pleasure. Like it's always great to talk to you guys about this. So Nathan, we like stuff. to wrap up this show by asking our guests a sort of hard hitting question. Um, sure. Yeah. So uh, when you die. Uh, cremated or would you like to be buried in the earth uh, I'm pretty sure actually uh, it's interesting because this is apropos for the uh, the kid video uh, when I die I want to be cremated and then have my ashes put inside a series of vinyl records that can be given to the people that I love with a playlist Ooh. that I've pre pre-selected a company in england does this oh, that's shit. amazing uh, all right so that is what i would like to do it's very expensive but i'll be rich someday i'm sure uh, well, it's you, on the record now us, uh, so. oh yeah on the record uh can you can you hit us with uh one of the tracks that might be on there uh sure uh one of the tracks that would definitely uh be on that uh death record would be uh <laughs> right on my death record uh I think uh, Vibrate by Outcast. Oh. Like that would probably be the closer. It's the closer of the Speaker Box uh, Love Below album. Yeah. And there's just something about the vibe of it that it's just, uh, I think, would do well as kind of like a like a last, like, kind of like a see you later. Rattle. Yeah, like because it ends with a vibrate. <laughs> vibrate higher. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think it would it would work well. That's tight. Well, that's a great way to end the, end the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. That's kid video, everybody. Have a good weekend. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but in the future, just in general, but have it's a good Tuesday. weekend. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I guess no weekends come anymore. We're it's Wednesday forever from here on. All right. Bye. <laughs>